live from St. Louis, Missouri, it's the Technically Speaking Podcast. Brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions. Get ready, because it's time to talk nerdy on the Technically Speaking Podcast. Welcome back to the Technically Speaking Podcast. I am your cruise director, John Hartman, and across the uh, the table here from me is a, is kind of my name doppelganger. I think I said this last year, which is why I'm going with it again. It's John Harmon, H-A-A-R-M-A-N-N. I am H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N. So we both have the double ne- double N's. I'm assuming we're both uh, German descent yes, with, the, with yes. the double N. So, John, you are here. You're at Agile Midwest. You are a speaker as well. You are... Uh, you are speaking on automation um, from a testing perspective, uh, but uh, before we get into that, I, uh, my, my crack research team has uncovered something that I'm also very passionate about and interested about, and that's um, the whole move of Amazon. Yeah. Um, I, I think somewhere, maybe maybe social media or something like that, we did some stalking of you and found that you're uh, a big proponent, who isn't, of bringing Amazon to St. Louis. So sure. uh, do you have any, any, any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I think it would be good for the area. I think it would be good for um, the tech community here and just uh, being able to uh, have a company like that here to kind of promote and, and bring uh, the tech group together would be would be a wonderful thing. Yeah, I've read a lot of uh, theories on um, on how, how St. Louis might or what St. Louis has to offer that might lure a company like Amazon, one of those being um, the, the runway that was built in, in Bridgeton where they, um, they did the massive um, uh, expansion, I think it was in the early 2000s, to try to kind of make St. Louis into a hub again to try to attract uh, a comp- uh, 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 you know, an airline back to St. Louis. They're talking about uh, the, the idea of giving that runway to Amazon. And yeah, then all the land you know, that's kind of close by they could kind of absorb that. Yeah, I saw a blog post from Gabe Lozano, I think. That, that might have been where about, I saw it, yeah. Yeah, he was like, well, let's just give them the runway. That's something very unique that we have available to us to kind of lure uh, them in. So that would be something that, that they might think is, is worth it for them. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it was like a $2, 3000000000 billion project to put in. Yeah. So it's it's not <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know, giving them a driveway or something, you know, just, right. just <laughs> give them an extra long uh, piece of concrete. So, uh, yeah, that's a big thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Amazon, I'm very, uh, I think for the tech scene, that would just transform the whole St. Louis region if we could bring 50,000 jobs here. And Absolutely. Um, but yeah, anyway. and then maybe fill in some of those, you know, open areas that we have downtown. There's probably a few there that could use some redevelopment now that, you know, the Rams have left and, and we've got that big uh, riverfront area just kind of sitting there waiting for it to be developed. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know, you didn't, you weren't here to talk Amazon, even <laughs> though I would probably talk about Amazon all day. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, so you're here. You're presenting. Um, your uh, your your title of your talk is satisfying your automation appetite, and you're kind of coming from this. I think I think when a lot of people think of automation, they think about you know uh, how you make robots and whatever uh, machines. Uh, operate without human intervention. But you're kind of coming from this from the testing side. So tell us a little bit about um, your perspective there. Yeah, so um, a lot of teams are sort of uh, starting to move in this agile movement and going from an organization that's maybe deploying annually or quarterly to an organization that's deploying a little bit more rapidly and giving value to their customers at a little bit more rapid pace, maybe monthly or bi-weekly or weekly or even every other story. Um, so as, as you sort of make that shift or that movement, you kind of have to 
move your automation testing along with that because if you're still manually testing all those features, you're just going to get kind of overwhelmed, not necessarily have enough time to be able to do all the necessary testing to, to keep your application nice and healthy and, and, and currently working in production. So do you feel like there's a... Uh uh, do you feel like people are are missing the point at, at, at this point in time? Do you think that uh, that there's a next step that they need to get to? Like, what what would you advise? Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about is um, the automation pyramid. So Mike Cohn brought us this concept of the automation pyramid, which sort of uh, prescribes kind of the ratio of the types of testing that you should be performing on your application. So at the that foundational level is sort of the unit testing. Um, in the middle is sort of an integration testing aspect, and then at the top of the pyramid is, is functional testing. And so sometimes I, uh, what I try to get teams to do is say, hey, what does what your automation pyramid kind of look like today? So sort of understand where you stand so that you know what that, that next sort of step needs to be for your organization to kind of get to that ideal pyramid. So um, how, do, how, does this, uh, how does the testing on automation um, then pair with Agile? Right. So, um, it, it, like I said, as you're trying to move to an organization that is trying to rapidly um, get value to your customer, if you have these automation test suites sort of built up, you can be confident that um, when you deliver a new feature or a new um, product or uh, just a new block of code, that you didn't break anything else. So it sort of enables you to move quickly and adapt and, and meet the customer's needs as, as fast as, as they need it. Met. Okay. So from a testing perspective, it sounds, uh, is most of the focus testing-wise just on kind of um, the usability and the feasibility and making sure that it's functional and up and working? Or does that also translate into things like um, security testing and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's all kinds of facets that you could get into. So um, what I kind of promote at, at the beginning is laying that strong foundation um, where, where unit testing kind of comes in. So where, where unit testing is kind of unique is unit tests are all about the individual unit of code. And it has actually has uh, benefits or implications sort of beyond just catching bugs or catching flaws, but it also has an impact on your code quality. So if something is, if some block of code is really sort of difficult to test, it's probably a little overcomplicated. So um, it sort of forces you to kind of break your code down into small manageable modules. And, and over time, you're going to have a, a easier code base to maintain and change and, and deliver value and pivot to your customer's needs. It's going to end up with a better quality code, which ultimately is going to end up with better quality application or series of systems. Awesome. So you're an architect at Enterprise. Yep. Enterprise, the rental car. We yep. pick you up. <laughs> yes. Um, so how, do, how, how, is, how are you leveraging this, um, you know, for Enterprise? Is this, is this, um, does this translate into the kind of the consumer market? Is there, are there applications that kind of the consumer touches that, that, this, uh, that this has a direct relation to? So my department that I'm working with is the rental billing department. So any sort of rental that comes through the system has to get invoiced. So we have a, a suite of applications, maybe a dozen applications, um, some of which have GUIs, some of which are just you know service-based applications. Um, so we've been working a lot on uh, writing automation to enable us to deliver faster. So uh, Enterprise um, in the past has been sort of a traditional model. I think they were on like a quarterly cycle and we're trying to sort of speed up 
that delivery to our customers. And so um, we've got to the point where we're monthly, which is, is better, um, not, maybe not the best. We've got a little ways to go. But even going from quarterly to monthly, there's, there's been a sort of a struggle with where do we fit in all of this testing. Um, our testers are also traditionally manual testers, so they're sort of having to um, pick up and, and learn some of these technologies to help enable them to, to write this automation. Awesome. So enterprise, uh, just to shift gears a little bit, you know, with the impending automation kind of in the in the auto industry, um, do do you does enterprise look at maybe some kind of partnership with like an Uber or a Lyft when we start going to unmanned cars? How does the rental market, um, you know, is there is there a strategy in place? I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, in terms of, you know, what that might look like when we start to see more autonomous um, vehicles going, you know, uh, just picking us up and dropping us off. Yeah, I think I think they were exploring some of that in the past. So they had, I think they had a partnership with Uber for a little while where, um, a driver could come in and rent a car really easily and, and, and make it a little bit more seamless from the back end, from the system side of things, where they could register their car and, and, and do all that. So I think more to come, um, I guess, as, as that stuff kind of evolves. But um, I think I'm sure they're, they're kind of looking out for it. <laughs> yeah, because I read in your bio that you're, it says that you're a taxi driver for your four children. Yes. I'm sure that would be, you know, that, that could change the game for parents. I mean, I have two small kids myself. We're just starting to get into that whole, you know, baseball practice and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's it's really going to be a slippery slope as we go forward. Imagine, you know, being in a day and age where you can have, you know, uh, Tommy going to baseball, Susie going to dance and whatnot. And you just load them up into their own little autonomous car that yep. comes, picks them up <laughs> and takes them off. What do we do with our lives? Yeah, then, John? It's going to be great. I actually put a down payment on a Tesla when I when they announced it's going to come fully equipped with uh, full autonomous capabilities. So I was like, that's it, I'm sold. Um, I can press the button and s send my kid to practice and I can, uh, you know, take care of some other stuff. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting when all that stuff kind of comes around and, and becomes a reality. Is that a is that on one specific model of the Tesla or are they rolling yeah, that out for all of them? I think they said it's going to be fully equipped on all mm -hmm. of them and then, you know, whenever regulations kind of pass, you know, you can you can click the button and all of a sudden, you know, they roll it out uh, to all the cars. So I found that when they rolled out that announced that Model 3, the one that's a little bit more affordable for, for the regular people. Yeah. Um, that was that was when I was like, yep, it's time. I'm going to I'm going to do it. Let's see what happens. Those cars look so cool. I wish yeah. I could afford I could afford <laughs> one. Um, did, uh, so you, you are you actually kind of plunked down and said, I'm doing it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I can always sort of um, take it back. Um, and, well, the and real question is when when it will ever be released, right? Right, right. So I put the money down uh, several months back, maybe even a year ago, and I think they said at the time, like, oh, yeah, late 2018. So sure. I still got plenty of time to, <laughs> yeah. to think about the, the decision and, Probably and the investment. Probably 2020, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that. Well, well, awesome. So, um, so if people want to get in touch with you, they want to talk a little bit more about automation uh, testing, they, uh, they just uh, have a curiosity. How could they reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, at uh, JT Harmon. I know it's a difficult spelling, H-A-A-R-M-A-N-N. -A -A um, so I'm on Twitter. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can kind of reach out and talk to me and yeah, we can have a conversation. Awesome. John Hartman. I'm John Hartman. Uh, you're presenting on uh, Satisfying Your Automation Appetite. We're here at uh, Agile Midwest. Um, it was great having you. appreciate you stopping by and talking with me about, uh, uh, about automation, about uh, Amazon. Um, we, we touched on a lot of topics, so I really appreciate you coming by and, and, and talking with me this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. We will speak with you soon. 
Thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at SpeakTech or like our page at Facebook.com slash SpeakTechPodcast. If you have suggestions or questions related to the show or would like to be considered as a future guest, send feedback and inquiries to hey at SpeakTechPodcast.com. I'm Zach Lenz, and thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast.